Hello and welcome to episode 104 of the Critical Twits podcast where today we're brought to you in video if you're on YouTube. Sad for you other listeners. Oh, sing the theme tune. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Critical Twits. Today I'm joined by Aaron Ravinsky. Hello. And I'm introduced by Brian Ennis. I've messed that up, haven't I? You I know, it's fine. That's I was right. going to do a funny intro and then I lost the courage of my own convictions. Aww. I was going to introduce you in a fun way and then I just went, Ah, it's Aaron. Look at his face. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, we don't get to see our faces very often, so... Yeah, it's good. So... As well as being available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podbean, Podbean Podcast Addict, and all the other good sound, uh, SoundCloud uh, podcast pages, uh, we are also available on YouTube. And up until now, we just released the audio with a fancy picture. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to see our beautiful bearded faces uh, while we... Uh, while we um, record the podcast, then you can head over to YouTube and see us in glorious uh, what is supposedly 1080p, but is actually my shitty webcam, yeah. uh, which we will be upgrading um, as soon as I've paid the ransom fee off. Your poor cam? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm, I meant for family members. Oh, OK. Oh, yeah, don't I, worry just, about I, I just owe a lot of money to the mafia. Yeah, that's normally who yeah. kidnaps people. The from board ransom. game mafia. Because today we're going to talk about three more quite fantastic, mostly uh, two-player games that you can play with your loved ones. Yeah, he's not touching me. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we we did an episode long, long ago where we talked about some of our favourite two-player games. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about three more two-player games, more specifically, and not in any order because it's just the order that they're stacked up. Uh, we're going to talk about Super Hot, the board game. Yep. Is it Super Hot or Super Not? Super, listen to Super Find Out. No. Okay. <laughs> Kodinka, which I think the lighting, oh, there we go, that's a bit better, more, yes. more visual for those who are actually watching. Yeah, uh, Kodinka. Makes thing. Yep. Kodinka. It's with... Kodinka. 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 That's words starting to lose all meaning. Yeah. And we're also going to play Fugitive or Fugitive in the original Spanish, uh, which is a, a game. We haven't really introduced the other one, so I'm not going to explain what that one is. No. First of all. Um, so, yeah, we're looking for games not necessarily for a big game night where there's lots and lots of people, but the kind of games you can play before or during a podcast <laughs> with your friend. Yeah. Um, or games that you can play uh, while you're waiting for the rest of your gaming group to turn up. Yeah. Uh, quite often we'll play two, two player games like that. Or, or or if you play one of those horrible games that has elimination in them and you're the two people sat in the corner because you've been kicked out. Yes. Yeah. That, that is a thing that happens. Or even games you could play with your special other person. Oh. If you have one. And if you don't, that's fine. It might be a way of finding one. It could do, yeah. Do people... Because... Like going to the pub on a date, that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, going to the cinema, going for food, going to the local BDSM club and strapping on something leathery and really going for it. Um, if that's what you're into. Uh, do people go to board game cafes for dates, maybe? Uh, any of the board game cafe owners who are listening, <laughs> please let us know. I let, think so. Let us, if you've been to a board game cafe on a date, you're A, you're my hero and or heroine. Not her heroine. Heroine. 
very different um and yeah let us know because it'll be quite interesting yeah. i mean me and wife of twitter have gone essentially as a date yeah but we were already married so it's not like as an introductory yeah i suppose thing, so like <sighs> we know da- what games we like dating date night in a relationship is a different thing to dating and yeah yes. things are hard yeah, people are complicated. Yeah. So these are games that we recommend, sometimes with some caveats. Mm. But we've not picked three shit games to talk to you about. We've no, because we've got some be... good games. Yeah. yeah. I don't so, like whinging. I actually really, really like whinging, but I only like whinging if then something good happens because I whinged. So oh, I okay. love a complaint. Yeah. I'm quite happy to ring up my energy company, uh, my t- utility, other utility companies, my broadband company, someone who I didn't like the look of once, um, and then just whinge until they give me free stuff. I've had four months of free Amazon Prime in the last uh, in the last year. Nice. Yes, because the moment something is late, I'm like, why? It does surprise me. I mean, I live live in, in the sticks, and my stuff gets delivered the next day. Yes. Normally by some poor person in their own car, but... Yeah, they have a habit of not delivering it where they say they're going to deliver it. Uh, so joys. they say... Like, quite often they'll go, we have given it to one of your neighbours. Cool. And none of my neighbours have heard of it. So either my neighbours are stealing, which... Maybe. Uh, or they're not... Um, sometimes they've said, we have delivered it to your flat, and they've actually hidden it in a cupboard downstairs. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so it's not, not so good. But, you know, three, eight pounds worth of stuff every time okay That's whinging fine. is useful but yes. not in a podcast format yes that arm's not visible yet <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll talk about fugitive first of all yep fugitive is two player only so you can't scale it up or down for other numbers of people it is oh they get to see how poorly prepared i am uh, it was released in 2016 by Fowers games and it was made in china and has the world's tiniest barcode on the uh, on the bottom it comes in a rather fetching box uh, that looks like a little briefcase. Yeah, I do like that box. A little magnet at the top. You get some magnet noises. Ooh. There we go. That might make someone sick on the internet. Um, <laughs> and essentially is a game of one person running away and one person chasing after them. Yeah. Um, so kiss chase for adults who don't want to actually get their faces wet. I was going to say hide and seek, but yeah, sure. Hide kiss chase is... Is suitable as well. I never played Kiss Chase as a child, only as an adult. <laughs> um, never played it when I was a, a kid at all. Like, yeah, no. like the idea terrified me um, when Kiss Chase was a thing. Yeah, it was a bit weird. It was frightening as hell, um, and and so I I would abstain. See, twice. Um, there's, there's some seriously disturbing connotations behind the whole process that I don't like. It's a little bit weird now yeah. looking back, but it was a big thing when we were kids. You know, yeah, a bit like the, sense of childhood behind it. Yeah, yeah, a bit like all the sexism, homophobia, and psychotic rage in episodes of Friends. Yes, yeah, yeah. Actually, quite disturbing from a naughty's uh, perspective. Yeah, I quite like Friends. I don't care. Yeah, no, uh, I still yeah. like it, but you just go. And signal that episode. Yes. So in Fugitive, one player is the Fugitive, one player is the Marshal. Uh, insert Harrison Ford reference here. I've never, I don't think I've ever actually knowingly seen the film The Fugitive. It's all right, actually. Yeah? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's well paced. Does he get angry about his wife? Yes. Because give me back my wife, or you killed my wife. Yes, you killed Or you're my wife, wife nowadays. I mean, he could be shouting, give me back my wife, you know, kind of, I'm <laughs> grieving and I don't know how, how to process she it. Could have been, she could have been ransomed. She could have been. It was a cunning. A bit of foreshadowing for a film that isn't that. So his wife's dead. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. This game's much darker if you think that his wife is dead. Um, yes, yeah. The graphic, <laughs> the uh, design on the cars and things like that is very cartoony. It isn't actually meant to be that no. dark. But, you know, you take it how you want. It's yeah. fine, it's a game. It's not too dark. It's quite shiny. Yeah. Pretty. Um, I quite like it. It's got a nice little, little box going on. Um, it reminds me of the designs on Catch Me If You Can, actually. Yes, yeah, the little cartoons yeah. on it. Yeah. So this is probably... A bit too late but we're not going to do a full review of no. all these games we're going to save those for some little videos we're going to release later but we will talk you through our kind of thoughts and feelings of, of playing yeah. it um and then kind of condense them down i think it's a bit more freeform as a podcast yeah just chat about what the hell this dance is no uh, but it's what we do now <laughs> if you it's an asymmetrical game yes so you're playing slightly differently to each other one person is drawing cards placing them face down on the table to show where they are. The cards are numbered 0 to 42, uh, and you can only jump a certain number of cards each time, mm. up to three cards three. per time. Yeah. So you couldn't go place 0, which starts on the board. You couldn't place 4 straight away. You could place 1, 2, or 3, unless you use some of your spare cards that let you sprint and have a little value in the corner, and you can sprint, and you can go a little bit further, but then the marshal knows that maybe you're like stretching yourself, you're kind of leaving clues, you're like, yeah. oh, they put down loads of cards, uh, and it empties your hand as well, which can actually be quite bad. Yes. The marshal then will also be drawing cards, yeah. and when they draw a card, they never play it down, but if they draw nine, they know you're not at nine, because they've got nine, yeah. there's only one of each card. And so they then guess and have to try and guess where you are. Yep. And they got a little board. They can scribble things off and be like, ah, it's no, really you are. useful. It really, yeah, it's really useful. Uh, the fugitive wins if they can get all the way to 42 without getting caught. The marshal catches the fugitive by revealing not just where they are, but also the numbers on every single other face down card yep. on the board. That's pretty much it. Yeah. It's simple it's as that. Really, really simple. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed this when we've we've played it. I think I've played uh, half a dozen games, yeah. maybe a couple more. Uh, they only take 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes if you're a bit of a ditherer or you're learning the game. Yeah. So yeah. it's nice and quick. doesn't take long to play at all. No. You played for the first time today? I did, yeah. How quickly did you pick the game up? Uh, by the second turn. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was it. It's like, okay, I, I do this and do that. There you go. Simple. Yeah. It's nice and simple. Sometimes simple isn't the best thing in a game. Sometimes you want something crunchy yeah. you can get your teeth into. And... There's still a lot of thinking involved with this. Yes, yeah. It's deceptively simple. Yeah. Um, and at its heart, it reminds me of a, of a good puzzle game mm. mixed with a bit of bluffing. Yeah. Because you're, there were a couple of times when we were playing where you put down sprint cards yep. underneath. So you could have moved up to five spaces, not three, but you actually only moved two. Yeah, trying to throw me off your off your scent. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit of bit of tactical kind of messing with the the marshal from the fugitive side yeah. that you can do, uh, and as the the marshal, um, both players are drawing from three different decks. One numbered uh, from four to fourteen, one from fifteen to twenty eight, and then one from twenty nine to. Uh, 41. 41 and so when i was the marshal last when we were playing i just drew everything from the middle deck yeah i let you have free reign at the beginning i didn't care yeah didn't care because i was creating a roadblock in the middle where i thought you're going to get stuck yeah that gives me time to uh, it... mess around at the beginning you didn't really realize what i was doing so you ran kind of face first into my roadblock yeah, yeah. and then i was and like it really nah. did... yeah it did work as well because it did Cause me to have to wait a little while yeah. to pick up, which then gives you a chance to start picking up the cards ahead of time yeah. so you can 
limit my options. Yes. Yeah. And when you sprinted ahead, you like sprinted. I was like, he's definitely on 21 because I've got... 15, 16, 17, 18, 22, 23, and 24. It's definitely where he is. Yeah. Uh, so you had to sprint into it. And then when I said 21, you had to reveal all the sprint cards underneath it. And I was like, well, he's definitely not at 3, 7, 9, and 12 because he's burnt those to get there. Yeah. Aha! Scribble things out on my, uh, my little board. And it was good. Yeah. Nice yeah. way of eliminating all your options, things like that. Yeah. So it's a really fun little puzzle. You're kind of setting the puzzle up. The The fugitive's kind of in charge setting up the puzzle. Yeah. Uh, but it's the kind of game where every time I've played it, I've immediately been like, now it's your go to be that and I get to be you. Yeah. And you swap over straight away. You don't ever really, you wouldn't just play one game. No, no. Oh, you'd, you'd lo- that's the whole point of an asymmetrical game. Yeah. You'd lose half of it. You only ever play the runner in net runner all the time. Well, you, you don't know, you never actually play the game. Yeah. It's the same with this. Yeah. Um, but the style of play is similar enough not to take ages to relearn mechanics, which is nice. Yeah, you're still, the board is the same. You don't have separate decks or separate, particularly separate mechanics. No. The fugitive gets to play the cards, the marshal gets to get yes. the cards. That's the difference. Yeah. You're still drawing. At the, you both draw a card at the start of your turn. So that's yeah. really simple to remember yeah. because both players at the start, they go draw a card. Well, you say simple to remember, but both of us kind of forgot on multiple occasions. Naughty Aaron, don't tell the people at home the bad things that no, we do. No, because because the puzzle's so good with it. You're but, immediately like, I want to guess that, and you yeah. know what you want to guess, and yeah. you're like really excited, and then yeah, and then you're like, oh, I didn't draw a card, and I've just given them an advantage because yeah. I've not. Yeah. Expanded my own options. It's like, oh yeah, there's there's four cards I can get rid of straight away. I know exactly what they are. I feel so clever, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, another good thing about the game is only fifteen quid. Uh, when nice. I bought it, so it's a nice thing, and it is a nice size to slip in your pocket. Yeah, it's not the easiest game to play travel-wise because it does take up once you start getting a long chain of cards that you've visited. Yeah, it starts to take up quite a bit of space. So it's not the kind of thing you could necessarily actually travel with. But they haven't done that thing where they've put it in a giant box to take up loads of space in the shop to grab your eye, which is fine, kind of. Mm. But then. When you actually bring it home and you're like, it doesn't, I, I want lots, of, I've got lots of games. Yeah. And it's a first world problem, but you know, with first world <laughs> people, that's what happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, it's not going to take up loads of space um, and you could take it away with you somewhere. Mm. Uh, take it on holiday, you know, wine it, dine it, romance it, that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, but you could take it away with you and play it. Yeah. Hotel, bar, it, happily sit on a date on a date yeah it's portable enough for you put your map pack about looking like a weirdo on any other kind of dried fruit that you so desire (laughs) yes it probably would go quite well yeah that's a cracker is a date date is a date is the fruit a date or is it a different fruit like a raisin is a grape that's been dehydrated i think a date's a date is it it is a date yeah i think so it's because they're always like shriveled and dry it's a weird thing for a palm tree i think isn't it don't know mate help (laughs) um cool i love the bits on this podcast where we look like fucking idiots (laughs) we don't eat fruit that's not obvious already I eat lots of fruit. Actually, no, that's true. We did have a bunch yeah. of our really early videos where you were introducing us to things like pomegranate seeds and stuff. Yes, which are like delicious berries with toothpicks in them that you have to eat. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not a good fruit. Naught uh, out of seven would not recommend <laughs> pomegranate seeds. Suck the flesh from them and spit the toothpicks at your enemies. Yes. Then it's fine. Uh, but it's not a good fruit. I feel like we've explained more about fruit than we have about the game. Uh, <laughs> well, there's not much more to explain. 
blame with it. No. Um, which is why we're going to go into this with a review, I think, a bit more than doing it on a podcast like we've done yeah. in previous times. Because actually, there's a little bit more visual element to it, like it's understanding how the puzzle and stuff works. Yeah. Uh, you can't a, really explain without playing it. It's a really... it's a really, I like it because it's a puzzle. When we were playing mm. it, it's not the kind of game where you're sat there chatting away and stuff's happening and yeah, the game is incidental. Yeah. It's like focusing on the game, quiet, and then someone does something and you're like, you bastard. Yeah. And then you carry on. And it, it has that kind of feel to it. Yeah, I definitely. Think. Especially with the manhunt mechanic. Yes, so which... that's quite a good thing, actually, to bring mm. up at the end. So if when the fugitive gets to 42, which is a nice choice of number to win, actually, I like that. When the, the fugitive gets to 42, as long as the, the marshal hasn't got too far and got into the 30s with their, their correct guesses, they get to try and guess one thing they get to guess like seven and if it's seven they flip it over and they go 24 and if it's 24 is there they flip it over and the moment they go 32 and 32 is not there they lose yeah one thing i haven't said and this is quite key <laughs> all over the place today a bit rusty um is that the marshal can guess a single number yeah and it'll get a yes or a no and if it's a yes it gets flipped over they could say more than one number they might go seven and 12 and they have to both be right and both be correct for both numbers to get flipped over. So because the um, the fugitive starts slightly ahead, they put two cards down to start with and then up to then one each time or they can wait. Yeah. And so it kind of balances out when you're like, I definitely know that's two because I guess one and I guess three. It's got to be two. It has to be two, uh, logically speaking. Yeah. But then you'd be like two and four, two and five, two and six, so that you don't have to wait, waste an entire turn going, it's two. Yeah. And being kind of, bored about it so it has like a catch-up kind of thing that you can do yeah. in it which is nice i like it because it's a puzzle it's very logical so you can sit there and be like mm, no no you did this and i've got this i've got that yeah. you've got this these options so you can only move that many cards you put that many cards so you can move up to that number yeah oh, i'm gonna go here because that seems like a reasonable point yeah but even with logic it's never it has to be this and it can only ever be that. And as long as you follow the train of logic, you're always going to win as one side or the other. Mm. Because you'll go, logically, it's 23 or 24. It could be either of those numbers. Yeah. You're a 23 man or you're a 24 man, yeah. Aaron. And it might be that you're trying to read whether they've bluffed you or it could just be a bit of a guess. Yeah. But that's fine because the game only takes 10 minutes to play. Yeah. If you've played for four hours and it comes down to a guess, you're probably going to punch something because... That's yeah. what I do. I get a bit of my range well, on Like you said, there's a bluffing mechanic in it. So there is a little bit of it trying to read their face as you're saying the numbers. Yeah. If you maybe have guessed it alongside with another one, see if they've smirked when they've gone to inevitably yes. check because they've got yeah. one to put down. Yeah. You know. Actually paying attention to which deck your opponent is drawing from yeah. is a thing I didn't do. <laughs> I should I have done. I tried at times, yeah. but it didn't work very well. I sort of had a rough estimate when you got to the middle ones. Like, yeah. oh, he's, he's got to be in the middle now. Yeah, you and can, they didn't really help anyway. You can but... look at the deck and be like, that deck is suspiciously low and I don't remember drawing from it. Damn you, Ravinsky. Um, <laughs> and kind of go with it that way. But yeah, yeah it's it, it's it's a good game. I did I have enjoyed it every time I've played it. Yeah, I definitely um, want to play more of it. Yeah, now. and it's definitely, it's one of those games where I play it and then I want to play it again. I want to swap over. Yeah. And then when you've played that quite often, it's like, right, I've thought of a really good idea of how I could play it, swap it back around. And yeah, you 
we played we played several games we did play there are some cards that you can use to randomize things um and have some events that didn't really work for me i think it took away from the a the purity of the puzzle and it just kind of messed with things a little bit yeah Uh, and it wasn't necessarily it sort of damaged the core gameplay but didn't add enough in to make it more interesting it feels like because the game was uh let me check special thanks to all the kickstarter backers stretch goals so it feels like a stretch goal that wasn't necessarily needed Um, i'm not going to look on the internet to check that because whether that's true or not that is the impression that it gives yeah and feelings are everything (laughs) yeah why not cool so that's one game uh one game we recommend we also have kadinka kadinka we talked about a long time ago when we went to dragon meet and we kind of talked a little bit about it but we thought we'd revisit and talk about it in more detail uh kadinka is a two to four player game but we're focusing on the two player experience yeah again quite quick 20 minutes yeah. it says here i think it took us about that long yeah um not too too tricky uh, and it's a tile based game you have four different colors of tiles uh, one of those is your color and you're trying to move them around the board and try to get them into set patterns that you've drawn from a deck. You'll always have, get them in a line, get them diagonally, get them in like a, a little close square and then like a slightly far further away square. Mm. The, the tricky bit of the game is that you will randomize that. So you might have to get a line of all yellows or a line of all white because every tile is double-sided and can mm. be flipped over as a move. Uh, and go from white to yellow and yep. back again. And you can flip any tile you like over, so you can mess with your opponent, uh, flip their, theirs over. You can move your opponent's tiles as long as you're swapping them with yours. You can move them over and kind of move them about. And it's kind of like, it's similar to games like chess, checkers, drafts, that kind of thing. Or if you're into your video game, like Bejeweled, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you're kind of moving the different coloured things yeah. around. And it's it's fairly easy again to pick up. Yes, yeah. The complication comes, there are a couple extra, there's an extra mechanic that you can use. So normally you can only sort of move sideways, up and down, or diagonally. You can use trap cards, you get three of them. Once they're gone, they're gone, you use them once. To either sort of shuffle a row, so yeah. you move everything down one and then put the one at the end at the other end. Or you can rotate four, like clockwise or anti-clockwise round. Or you can use the back of it, which will have a unique pattern of whites and yellows so it will change the colour of the entire board yeah. which Aaron is smirking because he beat me I had everything set up one move away and you were you were, you still had two objectives to complete the yeah. winner is the first to complete four I had one left and I was one move away and you reset the entire colour of the board yeah. messed up my go and then stole the victory cruelly from me like some kind of horrible peaky blinder <laughs> did they thief things or they just stab people with their baseball caps they're not baseball caps are they no they're they're... Um, cricket caps because that's what came first yes i know a lot about history (laughs) yes yeah Yeah, it's not called a peaky blind (laughs) i think it's it's a peaky cricket cap or a peaky is it called a peaky isn't that a little dog that's peking a peking yeah like a duck okay is that when they say Peking Crispy, is it Peking Crispy Dog? And I've been reading it. No, 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 it's Peking Crispy Duck, but that's a genetic yeah. mutation from Peking Isn't dogs. that when you're looking at things like this? Yeah, that's how it's cooked in the oven. You have to peek at it, otherwise oh, okay. you ruin the, <laughs> ruin the uh, rotisserie. Yeah. Isn't that where you whip something and it holds its shape? Oh, Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> I could do this all day. Yeah. I know at least 47 words. I'm not afraid to use them. Damn your degree. Yes. Yeah, that's what £35,000 get you. Yeah, no, again, it's got that nice, um, just to just pull it away from that tangent slightly, it's got that nice puzzle mechanic again to it. It was yes. very satisfying doing that because I was trying to line things up so yeah. I could just change all my colours over. I was hoping it would ruin yours, but yeah. there's always that little part in your brain going, oh, that might actually help them anyway. But Yeah, it's a very abstract game. I think the idea is that you're trying to solve some kind of... Incan puzzle. Incan puzzle. Uh, yes. Unlock the temple and claim the lost treasures of Kadinka. Quite why, if you're both there and there's one board, how you unlock stuff and they don't, I don't understand. It's like a really bad version of the Crystal Maze, if you actually think about it. <laughs> Competitive um, Crystal Maze, yeah. Yeah. Uh, tried to play it with some harmonica music and a man with a head who lo looks like an egg. Yes, very beautiful egg, but... You find Richard O'Brien beautiful? Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's hauntingly attractive. I think, I always wanted to take him and I wanted to draw lines on his face and then put pins in all the intersections because <laughs> I think he looks a bit like uh, Pinhead from Hellraiser. Do you ever see Dark City? No, I've he's... got it. I've got it. It's down, down in oh, the pile of He's one of the uh, bad guys in it. Okay. Um, and when you see him, especially towards the end, he's got a very pinhead feel to him. It doesn't look like him, but he could, feels like he could have actually played that role. Yeah. Yeah. We're really on tangents today, aren't we? It's fine. Yeah. This is what podcasts are about. You yeah. love these tangents. I do. We, we do. And tangerines. I had a tangerine today oh, talking about tangerines. fruit. Um, I prefer them to an orange. I fucking hate oranges. Really? Yeah. Do you drink orange juice? No. Can't stand it. Really? Why not? It's just disgusting. Really? Yeah. It's like a staple thing. It's yeah. Like when people it's... tell me they don't eat custard, and I'm like, oh, what? no, no, can't stand custard either. Do you like bananas? Bananas are nice, yeah. Because I know there's a texture thing with custard, and people who don't like custard tend to not like bananas. Okay. It's the taste I don't like with custard. Okay. And more because I've had bad custard in the past. Mm. Possibly. There has been the occasional creme brulee type Do you thing I've enjoyed. pink but... custard you got at school? Blancmange. No, no, like actual custard. It was just pink. No. Well, I didn't go to a fancy enough school. And you clearly. got like the sponge that was like, it was like a three inch high sponge and then it had one millimetre of icing and then four <laughs> um, hundreds and thousands sprinkled on top. Oh, we never had hundreds of thousands. No. We got, we got spotted dick and we had to be happy with it. I don't think I've ever spotted a dick in my entire life. I've never, I've never put that in my mouth. I've never. Well, there was an unfortunate forest near, right near my uh, it, primary it, school. It looks like. Well. Small bits of wood. Spotted dick seems to belong to the same era of puddings as um, bread pudding. Yeah, yeah. Both of which look and sound disgusting. And why would you have that as a treat? Pudding should be a treat. Yeah. 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 Cool. That is exactly how they are, to yeah. be honest. In it's like a remnant of an age where no one was allowed to smile. And yeah. therefore, that was considered okay as a pudding. Yeah, it's like yeah. this. This will not bring you complete misery, but it won't make you happy enough. It's fine. Yeah, it's like life is hard. Have a bit of dried fruit and try not to cry, Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah, very Victorian. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's a fun. It's a fun game. Um, I really enjoyed playing it. Hmm. It's one of those games that has sat in my gaming cupboard for a long time and yeah. then it gets pulled out and it gets played a few times and then it goes back and it's not not thought about for like a, a six months a year no um but it's always there it's really easy to pick it back up yes yeah, there's seems like something that's not hard to learn again yeah. it's very clear about what everything has to do yeah um i did have concerns that for a two-player game particularly yeah that if you get good at it there can be 
basically optimum moves that you do. Yeah, I think that's... And that av- might take some of the strategy involved out of it. Yeah, I think that's avoided because you don't have to make set shapes every time. No. Or, well, you'd make lines, diagonals, yeah. and the two types of square. But the colours are... Always- the colours are random. Yeah, so you, you have random colours and you draw them from a deck so you know what you're after but it might be different to last game and you don't know what your opponent has got there are optimum ways so i had because two of your tiles start yellow and two start white so i i tend to go for those ones first where you've got yellows and whites yeah and then or gold and white i think it's meant to be gold it's yellow though it's yellow yellow. don't tell them it's yellow dirty yellow the cowardice Custard yellow. Yes, the colour of a craven man's piss. It <laughs> runs down his leg as it runs away. Could be appropriate in a temple, to yes. be fair. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom with the giant boulder. Yes, I don't remember him weeing himself, but again, distinctly um, possible. Yeah, that might be why he ran to the river right at the end. So he did. It was just to wash the ammonia from his thighs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd go for those ones and then try to get the colours. And, and if you get like if they're all yellow <laughs> then yeah. that's much easier but then your opponent's kind of messing with you as yes well. yeah um, and you take great delight in moving my pieces out of the way yeah yeah i found um, that deliberately moving your pieces while moving mine might at least annoy you into not doing your thing yes. properly although yeah. i think i helped on a couple of occasions yeah, or like you, you kind of realized it felt like you yeah well at the start of the game you're kind of, you could go for any of the four objectives so yeah. i was trying to get mine into a square you moved them i was like that's really close to a diagonal line boop yeah yeah potatoes um and it was <laughs> it was good did potatoes come from south america or was it north america help internet like, we're really not good at, we're never going to start a food-based spin-off are we no 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 cool. for those at home here is a potato yes uh, from big potato games thank you very much uh, for the potatoes you have sent us, they are the cuddliest and least rotten after the amount of time I've had them. Potatoes I've ever met. Don't make good chips though. No. Do you ever? Do you meet a potato? <laughs> what am I saying? Do Words you meet are hard. A potato. Yeah, I said it's a potato I met. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Not meat, as in apply the flesh of a dead thing to it. Um, I was going to say because yes, I have done that. Meated a potato. Yeah. yeah. Bit of beef, bit of crispy roast potato. Mm. Dip it in the gravy. Yeah. Um, and maybe allow a single piece of sweet corn to just stick to the side of it. Just one thing. Yeah. Not a cold corn on the cob. Although not sweet corn at the moment, because it's really dangerous if you have any, throw it away. Yes. Mm, reference that will not age well. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so, yeah, Kadinka, um, again, it's quite a, a cheap little game. It's in a tiny little box, uh, which makes it quite portable. This one is more suited for travel play. Yeah. Because uh, you can quite play pull it quite together few inch square maybe yeah they're about two inches so you need eight inches by eight inches yeah the tiles are really nice they're heavy that sounded better yeah um nice and weighty they click nicely i love a clicky tile Mm. and there is a satisfaction to that yeah they don't you're not moving like cardboard chits no it's a word you don't hear very often chit but yeah they, they have a satisfying clunk yeah they do um which is my nickname in engineering school (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. no. Uh, yeah uh, so oh I didn't say who this was by uh, this is by Backspindle Games which is the other end of Spindle Games that was terrible that was awful uh, and also by someone called Ninja Division 
They're on the box. Okay. I'm not quite sure what role they had to play in this, but Division of Ninjas sounds cool. Ah, oh, unless it's like oh, two warring tribes of ninja. It's not a division of ninjas. It's like a military like unit. divided ninjas. Yeah, ninja division. Or someone who cuts ninjas in half. Maybe like a giant watermelon that uses a sword to cut ninjas in half as revenge, revenge for fruit ninja. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you came with me on that <laughs> and kind of muttered my punchline before I managed to say it. <laughs> Makes everything better. Oh, uh, yeah. So, again, uh, Kadinka, if you like abstract games, you like puzzle games, uh, you like those thinky games. Hmm. Um, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's thinkier maybe than Fugitive. There's no, not yeah. really the bluffing element. It's more kind of a pure abstract feeling game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's one that I have returned to several times and it has sat in my collection for a while and I would heartily recommend for a nice uh, a nice gaming evening. Yeah. Um, and you get the ink and feel in the hot, hot heat we've been having. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aaron fled the heat and went across to the other side of the world by the equator where it was only mildly hotter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with air conditioning, so it would yes. better. So it's not a thing that exists over here. No, no. <laughs> We're not prepared for heat or cold. So when it snows, the entire country grinds to a halt. Yeah. And when it's warm, everyone just dies horribly. Yeah. We're not prepared. It's not put the air con on, it's open the window. Yeah. Put a fan on, stick some ice in front of it and hope. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is why Vancouver laughs at us. Yeah. Their, their temperature ranges are about two to five degrees up and below us. Okay. And yet they cope very well in the heat. Very well in the cold. Everything is just perfect yeah. and fine. And then they see us at a couple of degrees difference and we just, just fall apart the instant we have weather. That's, that's Even though saying. stereotypically as British people, we talk about the weather all the time. We do. It's because we fear it. We do, we do. Uh, it is our natural enemy. Um, many of us are pale. Yes. Um, and many of us uh, do not manoeuvre well in snow. <laughs> oh, I haven't fallen over in the snow for ages. Oh, I have. Do you ever have a snowball fight as a child? Yeah, well, that's that ice ball fight because we didn't really have enough snow for snowball. I don't understand why it's socially acceptable to make a hard ball of very cold stuff and throw it in a stranger's face. I don't throw it at strangers. That, I... that isn't socially acceptable. That's weird. Uh, okay, so most of the snowball fights I've had have been with people I don't really know. Oh, okay. Mostly when I was walking to school past a different school that wasn't my school, uh... um, and they got brave. We, we were allowed near other schools. No, we, we were the reject school that everybody else's kick-outs went oh, to. Oh, bless you. That's all right. It just meant we didn't have to associate with other people. It's fine. That's why I'm socially awkward. Not in a snowball fights as a child, mm. clearly. So that's why they're socially acceptable. Help build that trust in people. It's like, oh, he's thrown something at me. Ah, oh, actually, it was just a bit of cold water and ice. Now I've just got pneumonia. I can live with that. I feel like the longer I'm quiet, the more socially awkward you seem as you just keep talking. Yeah. And then I realise that's possibly a form of bullying. Um, so yeah, Kodinka, very much uh, enjoyed playing Kodinka. It was a good game. Um, it's probably not one you're going to play over and over and over, but it is, it, it's easy to get hold of, um, to, to sort of pull out and play again. Yeah. Um, you don't need to kind of spend 20 minutes reading the rules again, etc., etc. Fugitive's quite the same, actually. Yes. Um, it gelled quite quite quickly. Both games have a nice bit of depth. Yeah. Uh, so for me, Fugitive, if you like games where you're bluffing and you're lying, I'd lean towards that. Yeah. Kadinka, if you don't want to get into lying to each other or bluffing each other, maybe that's not something you want to bring into your relationship. Yeah. Uh, then you go more for the pure kind of strategy yeah because as a general rule you're not going to be messing with each other that much yes deliberately one so. game that 
is an absolute pain in the backside to pull back out of the gaming cupboard and try to play again is super hot the card game uh, super hot the card game is based on super hot the video game which is based on the extreme weather we've been having um super hot is this video game it's a first person shooty game where you shoot things from the perspective of the first person adam uh, <laughs> and it has this really cool mechanic where time only moves when you move so if you stand still everything moves incredibly slowly and if you run towards something then everything moves really quickly so it's the kind of game where you can dodge bullets yeah it's kind of like bullet time or kick, you can kick a gun out of somebody's hand and grab it in a swift single motion yes and then shoot someone else and then dive behind a thing and then while throwing that same gun at somebody else yes yeah it's beautiful yeah. it's a really fun game i really enjoyed super hot the video game i promised a review of it on the channel two years ago i have the footage i just never I will at some point, I promise. But Super Hot the Card Game very much is trying to emulate that feeling of time moving. Mm. It's originally designed, the base game is actually a solo game. It's for one player and you play against sort of an artificially intelligent deck with some randomly generated goals. But it comes with a couple variants where you can play it two player. Mm. Uh, so we started off, we played the cooperative variant Which of the game. Which is very similar to the single player experience. Yes, where you basically, you just take turns mm. and you're still trying to achieve the same goals and work together to defeat what is essentially a conveyor belt of obstacles. Yeah. And they, they move through. And it has this really cool system where if you defeat an enemy, so if you, you defeat someone with a shotgun, so you play some cards to... Um, either dodge past them or to punch them in the head. Uh, if you defeat an enemy with a shotgun, you pick that up and immediately have it in your hand. So it's a kind of a deck building game. Yeah. Uh, you have that immediately in your hand because you've kicked them in the face and stolen their shotgun and yeah. it's in your hand. Then if that's taken you, say, three cards to do, you run past the first three cards on the board mm. because time has moved on. You've done three things, so three things move along, um, which is great if it's... Uh, stuff you want because they go into your discard pile and can be shuffled into your deck later so they come back uh, it's not so good if they're bullets that enemies have fired because they end up in your face yeah uh, in your thighs and in your soft soft pectoral muscles which i'm assuming are quite well toned if you can kick shotguns out of people's hands that's more lower core you, you still that? need some good strong core to be able to grab that shot they're not not light weapons a pectoral's core I'd consider them chest. They are chest, but yeah. you need them for the, core. For the grabbing motion. Core is low, right? Core yeah. is core, Well, core is everything. If you don't have a good core, you've got nothing. That That's not core, my little finger. No. No, but you said core is everything. Yeah, but, you know, if you're trying to lift a heavy weight, if you've got good core muscles, it'll help your little finger. It's like you're overbalancing, I suppose. Exactly. I mean... <laughs> we know as much about exercise as we do about fruit and veg yeah. yeah sadly it has this cool system where time is moving and you're kind of in charge of how quickly time moves but the game starts to kind of screw you over as you go as you go through the game yeah um because anything that's left on the board that you haven't either gone past with time or defeated directly then gets to act so if you've got people stood there with guns still They'll shoot. They'll shoot you if they've got katanas. They'll knock cards out of your hand. If they if they're just punching guys, they they're not they don't hurt you unless there's someone distracting you with a bullet. At which point they then punch you as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's very it's bizarre. It's, it feels very similar to playing the game. You're planning ahead. Yeah. You're trying to find the optimum route to do the right thing and to achieve your goal. And 
it's again it's a very puzzly game mm. i tried to play it on my own it's yeah. not that fun i don't really enjoy playing games on my own do you play many games on your own tried a couple it's normally i'll use it to learn how a game works yeah so i can teach yeah. somebody else it but not really i'd rather pick up a actual electronic game of some form yeah if i'm gonna play a game on my own i'll pick up a video game yeah i, I need beeps and poops yeah? yeah yeah i need sound and flashing images would you like me to record some beeps and boops and then you could just play them while you do play board games on your own? Yeah, I can give it a go, haven't I? You could, you could Skype me and I could just get a boop, de boop, boop. Um, <laughs> get, get an old telegraph machine so you can give some Morse code while I'm playing. That, yeah. Might, well, yeah, that might work. On the on beeps and boops then, um, R2-D2 or BB-8, whose beeps and boops do you prefer? Mm, I think I like R2-D2's a little bit more because yeah. he's tiny more sarcastic, seems more sarcastic okay. as a machine. Oh, I like BB-8 because there's, there's like a, a sense of enthusiasm there that I don't get. I think R2-D2... Especially in the later films, it's, it's kind of jaded and cynical. So I quite like him, because everybody else oh, is sort okay. of like getting slightly more upbeat as everything is going their way a little bit. Yeah. Or, you know, hopeless as a depressed. And he's just like, oh, fuck it, I don't give a shit. I'm having a real panic. BB-8 does beep, right? I've yeah, not made yeah, yeah. that. No, cool. no, they, yeah, they all, all the robots make beepy noises or talk if they're C-3PO. R2-D2 and C-3PO presumably have similar levels of intelligence, yeah? They seem to, They yeah. have artificial intelligence. They think and act on their own. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you be pissed off if you just got boop, diddy, boop, boop, and you didn't get, hello? Maybe that's why R2-D2's a massive cynic. It's like, yeah. well, nobody understands what the fuck I'm saying anyway, and I'm helping these bastards. Yeah. So people can talk their language, though, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. noticed that. But this is not a podcast about Star Wars. No. Because we are not toxic man babies. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, they are cocks, aren't they? No, uh, 95% no, of Star fair, Wars yeah. fans, fans are, are lovely. lovely people. Uh, but 5% of them are really, really, really annoying. Um, so if you've got really angry about us saying anything about Star Wars fans, you're in that 5% and go away. <laughs> so, yeah, super hot the card game then. It's this conveyor belt. It has this lovely time system because the cards you use, so if you shoot someone with your shotgun, that then goes back into the discard pile. And so we'll come back For out the you. obstacles and it will come back round. So there's this kind of really nice circular thing. Yeah. Um, that's going on with the uh, with the game, and it, there's not so many cards that it that never comes round. It feels like they've balanced it quite nicely. Mm. That you have a couple rounds, and then you're re, you're putting the cards back here yeah. uh, when the the bullets start to come back at you and and start to pile up in the deck. If you end up with lots of bullets in your hand, bullets go straight into your hand. They don't go into your deck. Um, if you've got a handful of bullets, you're dead. Much like Check real life. Court. Yeah, yeah, and. It's a nice thinky game. I was talking about trying to play it on my own. I just I don't I don't enjoy board games on my own. I know there's a there's a whole culture of people that really like solo board games and really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And that's cool. If you do that, actually I think you'd probably really enjoy Super Hot because the core game is yeah. really, really cool. The system's lovely. Um, and because the first variant we played was co-op, essentially we were just playing the same game. We just took turns. Yeah. And the, the deck itself advances as it would, you just go my go the deck does its thing aaron's go the yeah. deck does its thing and it just passes back yeah. and forth and that's that's really cool yeah, yeah. Um, just instead of putting it you could defeat something that goes into your hand you're defeating something to put into your core uh, your partner's yeah hand. and there's bits where you can kind of save cards for the other person so you know you imagine oh, yeah, yeah. you imagine you're like chucking them the shotgun so yeah. they can do something later or you're saving the pliers so they can pull the bullet out of them 
Yeah. That's how you heal, which I quite like. Yeah. It's quite grim. The artwork is very, very faithful to the game. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Yes. It's very much a old old vector graphics, red people, black things, white background. Yeah. It's clean. Uh, yes. Very, very clean. I like it. I, I like yeah. it's really striking visual style. But, yeah, no, I do. But yeah, um, I can see some people who like a bit more character, potentially. Yes. I mean, I think there's plenty in there, but... Yeah, I don't think it, it's going to appeal to everyone. Yeah. Um, and actually, when I first saw it as a video game, I was like, what is this 1997 throwback bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. And then actually playing the game, I was like, this is really cool because it's... it's you're, you're playing against a computer. You're in a simulation, yeah. prob- probably. And that's and the story of the game. It's, aesthetically, it's it helps you actually play the game because everything is so clean. You can see exactly where everything yeah. is rather than getting over-confused. Yeah, it's not like a modern game where everything is brown and you need to see the brown thing against the other brown thing so that you can brown them to death with your brown. Is this why they've made everybody buy HD TVs and go to HD? It's just sort of to deal with different yeah. shades of brown. We have the most perfect devices where we can beam something that looks absolutely perfect directly into your eyes and we've sh- chosen shades of grey and brown. Yeah. Like, let's have all the colours. Yeah. Rainbows for everyone. Do you think that's why Halo used to do quite well? Because it was very brightly coloured as a game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, cool. Video games. It's quite bright. (laughs) Yeah. Board game. Um, Again, it's a cheaper game. I think it's about £20, not 15 Yep. That's how much I paid for it. There is another two-player variant in there. Yes. And if you enjoy playing solo games, yes, go for it. Mm. The co-op side, I really enjoyed. It was nice to sit side by side and kind of work out the thing and you've got someone to talk to about your puzzle. Yeah, this was the more, with well, the cooperative game, it was a bit more of a talky yeah. version than the other two were. Yeah, I think one of the reasons I don't like single player games is that if I do something wrong and the game beats me, I'm like, there's nobody here. I'll just take that move back and do it again. Oh, look, I won, I'm amazing. But then inside I'm dead because I know I cheated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't like to lose. But I also don't like to cheat, and therefore yeah. I just I'm just full of self-loathing. Basically, it's not a win-win situation. Do you want to choose your own adventure books? Yeah, yeah. This is for for book. You open your hands. I really like the co-op variant. Yeah, um, that was fun, and it gives you someone to talk to, and you you solve the puzzle together. And there's not a lot of games where you solve a puzzle together, just the just the two of you. No, um, and it, it has a you know co-op games i quite like i like a co-op game yeah it's good we then played the competitive version where one player plays the system the computer that was yeah i had a go at that and the other person's trying to do their thing and the system player then takes some of the cards out of the uh, out of one of the deck the discard decks uh, adds up some numbers and they've got a little menu of things they can do to make the game harder for the other person and they win if the other person loses it was okay yeah it was different it was different it didn't feel like it was necessarily super balanced. No. It didn't feel necessarily like I'd want to play that again. <laughs> From the non-system players or the normal players' perspective, it just felt like I was playing the same game. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really make any difference. There were a couple times where I like moved bullets to the front of the queue so that they were more likely to mess you up and yeah, you didn't have yeah. to, to mess with them. There were some points where you had like a really easy board so i just cleared it yes got rid of it all yeah so a few points um, where i was frustrated at you specifically right yeah the game. but mostly you were doing your thing yeah and i was just trying to make it a bit more difficult for you yeah it just um, didn't seem to be different enough yeah but equally it still played the same way so if you enjoyed that style of game potentially it might work for you yeah but um 
But like with Fugitive, we played the game and then I was like, let's swap over. Mm. With Kadinka, we played the game and we were like, oh, let's play it again. So we played a couple games in a yeah. row. And that's generally the feeling I've had every time I've played those games. It's yeah. like, oh, let's play it again. With the competitive version of Super Hot, I was like, that was done. Yeah. We're no, finished now. Cool. Off we go. Um, I didn't have you didn't have any urge to play as the system. No, not really. Playing as the system was a little bit dull. You've only got four things you can do, yeah. and quite often in a turn, because of the types of cards you've got, you can't actually do all four. You don't have that choice. You can sometimes you can do one thing. Yeah. And you may not want to do that thing. Yeah. Because it doesn't actually help in any way. Yeah. So it's almost a point where the cards in your hand don't really matter. You're just looking at numbers to then move a card on the board yeah. potentially. Yeah, but there were times when I was like, this is really going to mess with him. Yeah, do, 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 do. Um, so it's got its moments. It's got its moments, but it's hit and miss, um, yeah. and it's not consistent enough. The cooperative game, it's been a while since we played the cooperative version, but I remember us playing it two, three times in a row, because it's like, okay, we understand how it works. Yeah. Oh, we didn't beat this puzzle, I want to do it again, let's try again. Yeah. And it was satisfying, and I want to keep playing it. Yeah. Now, Super Hot isn't as big a recommendation as the other games. I think as a puzzle game, it's probably the most satisfying game when it goes right. Yes. But there are two issues that I have with the game. Mm. Uh, the first issue is the issue of game balance. You have a big deck of different objectives. You play level one, you draw one objective and you try to complete it. You play level two, you draw two objectives and try and complete them both. And then you do three and then that's game. Yeah. The problem is some of those objectives are much easier to achieve than others mm. and they're drawn randomly and there's loads of them and you're only using, say, six in a, in a game yeah. or in the case of a um, competitive game, actually you only play to level two and if the, the player, you know, the, the fighter, not the system, yeah. wins level two, they've won the game, yeah. which you didn't win. Uh, you suck. I don't know whether that was because I played really well. Yeah, you were unlucky. Definitely... Because there is a definitely an element of luck in what order the cards come out and what cards get into your hand at what time, uh, which you can mitigate. Yes. There's a lot of mitigating that luck. But, again, there can be things where if well, it was, was any card but that one, you'd have won. And yeah. then that. It didn't quite feel like that. It felt like the, the, the bad draws I had towards the end have been because you'd done things to make yeah. it that way for me. But it was the objectives. You, you had an objective where you wanted... There's six slots on the conveyor belt of time and yeah. you wanted three bullets at a time yeah. in there. So you were kind of deliberately letting things fire bullets, yeah. but then you weren't able to get enough out at the same time, but then you ended up with lots in your hand and you died because I put too many bullets in and it killed you. Yes. You never quite got three at once. You just kind of got murdered by two and then two and then two and yeah. then two. Um, and if you run out of bullets in the deck, there's too many bullets in the game and you just die horribly. So there's there's an, another win or lose condition if you end up with too much stuff piled up then that becomes tricky yeah um, that won't well, become tricky it becomes fatal you lose because you don't have uh, that you can you don't have to take things into your deck you can knock them out and put them in the other deck you don't get to use them though yeah um and you lose a card to do that yeah. that card you use also goes there so yeah. but all the cards your deck that you've down. run past going have to go in your deck so if you're playing say four cards just to clear one shotgun thing because it's really scary and it fires loads of bullets you might end up with four cards piling up in your deck each turn and then yeah. suddenly it's you're starting to get overwhelmed and you're kind of just getting slowed down i suppose and bogged down with too much stuff mm. but because the the deck of objectives is so variable you're drawing from this giant deck and you get the wrong things it can be immediately really really hard now you get to veto an objective and put it aside but then you have to use it in the next level yeah i would say 
have one veto per level and just like get set it. it on fire put it in the bin yeah lick it and stick it to the wall whatever it is you want to do i just get rid of it yeah because i don't i don't i they just don't feel balanced sometimes you have a game where it's really easy your first level kill 10 blokes yeah that's it brother yeah and it was have three bullets in line at once yeah it's really hard yeah uh but the real issue with this game, and this I think is going to be the thing that puts people off if they're going to be put off, is the rule book. We found it really hard to play this game to start with. Yeah. Um, and we had, uh, when I picked it up from the UK Games Expo way back in 2017, a thousand years ago in a happier, cooler time, <laughs> it's really hard to work out from the rule book what you're going to do yeah like to the point where we couldn't remember because we hadn't played it in a while we couldn't remember whether the the player used the top or the bottom of the card because there's different values on the oh, top yeah. and on the yeah. bottom and it tells you in one sentence halfway through a paragraph on like the third page that isn't in the bit that tells you what cards do yeah it has a log very logical flow you do x then y then z end of turn you yeah. turn do a then b then c turn that's your bit done, then X, Y, Z to resolve the turn. And then you, and, and that, that works really well. And it's really yeah. simple when you get the hang of it. Yeah. But it doesn't play like a game normally would you'd expect it to. You know, you don't play a card and discard no. it back into your own deck. You discard no. it somewhere else and that moves somewhere. Yeah. It has things like the player discard pile that the player never discards into. Yeah. The obstacles discard into their sometimes and then you have the obstacle discard where the players played cards go in they haven't named things well mm. and it's really tricky just to kind of get your head around the flow yeah. and it, the rule book does not help it needs a flow chart it needs a xyz and it has that on a little card but the card doesn't explain what any of the things mean and then you have to wade through the rule book so we spent a very we've played this a lot before yeah we've, we've played like game nights of like, almost a bit when yeah, we, yeah. when we um we were we were playing it you know we played it three four times in a row more than once but every time we've come back to it after a little break we've gone how does this work again look in the rule book and i got angry trying to find out what happens because i was like yeah. i know something happens here these go where does it ah and it yeah. made me really really annoyed um so when we come to review this we are going to do a little how to play and try and make it into a little very simple thing because this goes here, this goes here, this goes here. This is how you do it. Because I do really enjoy the game. Because that actual mechanic is actually quite simple once it's explained well. Yeah. But the rule book does a terrible, terrible job of explaining it. Yeah. I mean, we first played it after having a demo game at the UK Games Expo. <laughs> yeah. So we had a rough idea of what should be happening. And I was still angry with it the first two times we played it. Yeah. Because it's like, are we doing this right? I don't know. It doesn't It doesn't explain it very well. Mm. Even bullet points, even bullet points would be just, easier. Just space things out, yeah. And and some kind of timing chart of what you do when, without it being bogged down in lots of paragraphs. It could also do with like a picture of the card and some arrows saying what each bit is used for and when it goes off. Because oh, again, yeah, it's not in there, is it? No, it's, it's in every other rule book ever, but yeah. not in that one. No, but it's not in there. Ah. Um, and. The examples in the rule book. The rule book is not very big. It is A5 sized, and the examples are really, really tiny. Um, the the pictures, sorry, the the text is really hard to. Yeah, yeah, did it. You uh, you're looking at very hard sort of to, to see an inch high. Yeah, if you're lucky. That that's absolutely tiny, and then really tiny text. Yeah, uh, and I'm getting old, and 
looking at that kind of thing isn't necessarily the easiest uh, and it just loses a bit, of, a bit mm. of clarity which is a shame because i reckon it's the kind of game a lot of people bounce off of and go what on earth is happening oh, i don't like it whereas actually we've had great fun playing it co-op yeah. Yeah. competitive yeah but i would highly recommend it anyone who likes a really good again puzzle it's all been puzzle games Maybe this should be two-player puzzle game, the podcast. Yeah. I suppose this is this is the one that's closest to a pure puzzle. It sets itself up. Yes. Um, whereas the other two are... One player. You're, you're solving well, other people's puzzles. Yes. Um, Both people set them up in that one, one player. Fugitive, one player is setting up a puzzle and yeah. trying to bluff it. Yeah. Um, so look out for our reviews of these because we've played them all quite a bit recently. Hence why we could talk about them. But we'll give you a more kind of clearer, a much more visually appealing... Uh, explanation and run through of our of our thoughts uh, but it's nice just to sit back and kick back and be a bit more informal on a podcast yeah uh, so if you've watched us on youtube uh, don't forget you can go to itunes stitcher soundcloud podbean podcast addict and all other good and not so good podcast providers yeah uh, and download us and take us with you like tiny gremlins that live in your ears uh, to amuse you as you travel about your daily business yeah. yeah and of course if you do listen to us on any of those don't forget you can now come to youtube and watch our beautiful faces um emote and we gesture i gesture a lot yeah yeah i rub my beard a lot pretty you have much. a very expressive face actually yeah uh yeah i i, I like it do, do weird things with it it's not always appropriate for what i'm supposed to be expressing no, but it is no. expressive but yeah well yeah. Self-expression is important. Not to think of myself as an abstract art piece. <laughs> um, on that note, then, um, I've been Brian. And I've been Aaron. Uh, we have been the Critical Twits. If you really, really like what we do, then please, please, people tell you to, to subscribe and to like the thing. And that's great. We love it when people do that. Uh, but the best thing for us is when people tell their friends about what we do, whether they, they tag people in something that we've done and released on Facebook uh, whether they share it, um, whether they retweet us, those things are what really helps our, our channel grow yeah. uh, and what we really, really, really appreciate because uh, it's really difficult out there. There's kind of a saturation of people doing what we do uh, and we're better than most of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds a little egotistical, but some of the ones I've ever have been, they're not yeah. terrible. They've got, they've got an interesting voice. We've done over 100 episodes. I think we, yeah. we kind of know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and we... we People like some people like what we do, and if you're one of those, awesome. find someone else you think would like it, yeah. and and tell them, um, and force them to to watch and or listen to us. Tie them to a chair with gaffer tape. Put some kind of toothpick in their eyes. Uh, make sure to hydrate the eyes uh, so that they don't dry out. Um, but then force them to watch us until um, the mere thought of an act of violence makes them sick. That's the plot to clockwork orange, isn't it? It is, and I'm starting to worry that you kidnapped your own family. Yes, I did. Um, but that brings us all the way back round to fruit. Fruit made of gears and bits of metal. Until next time, bye! Bye. Clockwork orange. Oh, yeah. Okay.